That shit. So, so right. yeah, and it'll be, it'll be. Obviously, you can Google this shit, so it'll be first person to get the the correct answer. So, so I totally forgot to st uh, start recording again, and uh, I'm blaming that on you guys for not reminding me. That's <laughs> yeah. well, what it is. We haven't started Fair yet, enough. really, anyway. So, so what do we want to start with? Now that we're past the sticker talk, who wants to talk about what? Um, what's your product today, Box? I have a few, or a couple, rather. I, well, no, three. Yeah, I am right. I'm not crazy. Years, eh? Oh, yeah, put me on the spot, real sweet. I'm not even drunk yet. You're welcome. Well, FN released a new uh, 503, which is like a micro subcompact. Its size is in between like a 365 and a shield or a 43 or something like that. And so I don't really know why uh, why they're building this at this point. I mean, that market's already pretty well stocked at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only definitely got, late to the game. Yeah, it's, sure. it it holds as many rounds as a shield six or six or eight rounds with the extended mag plus one, and it's running at the MSRP is five forty nine. But you can get them for like four twenty five or four up to four seventy five around that area. So I don't really like a P three sixty five and an XD pistol had a baby it, and then they threw it off a cliff. It it does kind of. I mean, maybe there's some FN people out there that really like FN. <laughs> I, like, but, I like FN, but that thing was atrocious looking. Yeah, and I mean, it's I don't like micro. Excuse me, micro subcompacts, anyways, with your two fingers hanging off the edge of it, and even the with the extended uh, mag on there, it didn't look like it was doing too much. I have heard that the trigger is like the lightest of the micro subcompacts, and it's like a five pound trigger, which is pretty light for something that small. But there's like no reset on it, so I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think there's probably won't sell very well. I couldn't. I don't know. You'd be surprised. There's there's a lot of people out there that would buy that. I'm just not one of them. But why? So, I don't I don't understand why. There's already plenty of other. There's Glocks. There's shields, which are. I, how much do 43s go for? Four something. Uh, yeah, four fifty ish. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of FN fanboys though, and for good reason. I mean, FN's a good. It's a quality gun. Yeah, I know, um, but the, all of them are probably uh, the guys uh, lugging around the freaking FNX 45s. <laughs> yeah, it's just they don't really like give FNX a shit about five or like a 509 tactical or something. You know, like that stuff. I understand. I think they just saw how much market share they were missing out on from the Glock 43 and the P365, and they're like, you know. In the civilian handgun market in the United States, we're really missing the mark right now. Let's build a pistol for this two years after the craze is over. Right. right. I think you're probably right, dude. They're just trying to bust into that into that market and, and get a get a little I, bit of the share at least. I'm, I'm Realistically, wondering. I think it's honestly they just are they're the bigwigs are just making approvals on data that got put in front of them a year ago. 
like, hey, this is the market share data, and this is what's happening in the gun industry, and this is what people are purchasing, and it just took them that long to go through the rigmarole to approve building something, you know? I'm wondering... I'm wondering if this isn't just a play for them to build more subcompact stuff in the next few years, if this is just their initial model to kind of break into that market, like you guys said, if they don't have something bigger up their sleeve and this is just kind of to pull attention to them a little bit or something bigger. It could be. This just actually popped up on my screen because I'm way behind, obviously. And I, I mean, it's it looks an awful lot like a Beretto Nano. I mean, it's the same it's designed very similar and everything it looked like it was a um like a drop-in trigger system uh i can't say that i'm a huge fan of it but it's not let's be real it's not nearly as ugly as a beretta nano (laughs) it's ugly but it ain't that ugly i don't think the nanos are that bad i've painted a ton of them and i don't think they're that atrocious do you guys remember that not to change the subject but do you remember that 22 pistol Beretta put out a couple years back called the Neo. <laughs> it just looked like this. Look it up. It's ugly. Um, Super ugly. I, I remember the name. But, yeah, I don't know. As far as that FN goes, I can't see it being a hot seller because it's it's going to be hard to break into a market that's already freaking saturated like like it is. I mean, because look at all the freaking kick-ass offerings you got. You got your Hellcat. You got your 365. You got your 43X with that new um, 10, 15-round magazine. Like, man, it's a hard market to bust into right now. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, I mean, you've already got all these people that want all these subcompacts. You know, they've either bought, or like the micro subcompacts, they either bought a shield when that was the first, you know, thing to come out. You know, they either got a shield right away or, you know, they got in, they got in on it shortly thereafter with a 365 or a Hellcat or a 43, you know, and it's coming in, you know, basically at least a full year after like, something big has come out, you know, I, I don't think the market share is there. I think it was just a play. I think it was a play based on looking at sales of other people and like, oh shit, we should try and get some of that. I think it was money based. And I, I don't think you're going to see FN come out with a lot of I don't know, subcompact or micro subcompact concealed carry pistols. Right. In the next five years. Yeah. But that was, that was really the only thing missing from their lineup. I mean, they have, they got the full size covered and shit as far as pistols and And stuff. And compacts too. I mean, they do like 509 compacts and stuff, you know, so FNS nine, you know, they do a lot of, they do a lot of com or just compact stuff. So, I mean, they didn't really have a whole lot for like subcompact, but like these, yeah, the micro subcompact. And to me, like, I don't know. It just isn't, doesn't seem like it's along the same quality of the FN brand of pistols, you know, like it just doesn't, 
don't know, it just doesn't fit with what the other shit that they make, you know? Seems like they rushed the design a little bit, maybe, almost. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you're right. Yeah, I can see what not necessarily. It I don't looks think they rushed it, the design. I'm just saying it doesn't, it does, just doesn't match all the, their whole other lineup of pistols, you know? It, like real high quality, thousand plus dollar, you know, high quality, nicely put together pistols. And then you got like, you know, a $425 micro subcompact. It just seems weird. That's right. why it just, it just feels like a money play to me at that point. You know, I think that's. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Well, it's not like FN is one of those companies like Glock or Smith & Wesson or something like that who moves tons and tons of, of uh, product. And they're, right. not, they're not out there to get guns in everybody's hands. They're marketing to yeah. specific people. So maybe they know more about their market than we do. <laughs> I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah. Big, the FN's market is global militaries, too. I mean, they sell a lot of guns to a lot of armies around the world. So, yeah. Yeah, but didn't I see the FN? Was it FN that? I, I guess I shouldn't say anything because I can't remember who just got a, a big ass contract, but it was one of it was either FN or Colt. One of those two, they're both vying for it. And one of them, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Don't mind. Don't mind Sam. Mm. He's an idiot. Yeah. Oh. We learned a lot there, Sam. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. See you out there. All right. Uh, so who's next? Who's got something fun Did for us? Did you find that picture of that uh, howda? No. I sent it to you. Well, yeah, I know, but you sent it to me on my phone, which doesn't really do me a whole lot of good, and it's a pain in the ass to get things up in the middle of a broadcast. Okay. Uh, I, can, I can go next, I guess. Um, well, so we're just going to skip mine? No. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, Toad. That was, good. That was awesome. Awkward silence. Go ahead, Toad. I thought... I. Sorry, I I thought you were gonna wait for him to try and get a picture up. If you want to talk about it, let's go ahead. Well, now I don't want it. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about uh, holsters in vehicles and ATVs and UTVs and stuff like that. As far as um, having your sidearm with you while you hunt, or even you know throwing a, a shotgun or a rifle in, um, so that's something you know I. I tend to do a lot is, you know, if I'm hopping in the, in the side-by-side -side or on, on the four-wheeler, um, I tend to take something with me, you know, whether it's a pistol on my side, but you get it, you know, with having a, I generally carry like, or wear outside the waistband holsters and you go to hop in the, on the ATV, it's not so bad, but in the side-by-side, you hop in and it's against like the center console or, you know, you can't put your seatbelt on or whatever. And, um, it's just kind of a hassle. So like having a holster, you know, mounted on the side by side, or I've seen like holsters for handlebar mounts, um, on ATVs and stuff, but like having one thing that I've, I've never really seen that works well is having like a good, scabbard for like a AR or anything magazine fed really um, other than just like a shotgun you know they make those big like huge Plano uh, deals that like go across the handlebars or on the back rack of, a, of an ATV mm -hmm. but I've 
I've never seen something that is to make a, a firearm readily accessible while you're on like a side, you know, on an ATV or a side by side. So I thought that'd be kind of something, a cool product that I, I guess I would like, if anybody knows of any, I would like to hear about, because I'd like a, you know, something to throw a rifle in so you're not just jamming your barrel down in the passenger footwell, you know. Midway sold scabbards. Uh, I got them in an email last year, but they were scabbards for, I know one was a shotgun, but I'm pretty sure one was an AR, and it was just like that tactical nylon deal. I had webbing on it, but it was just this big, like long OD green or tan, had like a half case almost. So like the bottom half of the gun stuck in there, and then it had like a little slot where your magazine slid down, and then it stuck like three quarters of the way up. Yeah. So, but I don't remember exactly what it was called. I just remember seeing it. Because that's something I'd almost like, you know, it's, I understand it'd be hard to design around because it'd be, you know, you couldn't, it, I think it'd be hard to do like out of Kydex because it'd be so big, one, and two, you know, all the different handguards and shit, it just wouldn't work very well. So I think it would be something nylon. There um, are people that do Kydex scabbards for ARs. Really? They're not, they're designed differently than you would think, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I probably myself wouldn't <laughs> use one. They're kind of shoddy, yeah. but they do. They are out there. Huh. They kind of clip I, around you know, the mag I'm just well. It's something that you could, even if you could like mount it against like the center console or something to where the buttstock just kind of sat beside your seat to where you could draw it. I don't know. I just think, you know, as far as as a side-by-side -side goes an ATV you'd have a lot more availability for mounting options of where, you know, you can put it up on the handlebars or on a, on a front rack or even, you know, kind of down the fender, the front of the rear fender next to your butt cheek or something. But side-by-side -side, it gets, you know, a little more cramped or like a vehicle, like a hunting truck. You want to mount something to the center console, you know? Well, and this is probably a stupid, uh, ridiculous thought, but I, isn't there some sort of, like, I mean, in a lot of states, like in Iowa, you can't hunt on a side-by-side -side with a gun. Um, so is there, because I, so, I wonder if, if there is really any holsters that are readily accessible on side-by-sides for that, like, for that reason, because you can't, like in Iowa, you can't, you can't be driving around on a side-by-side -side looking for, you know or hunting shit so what are the legalities right. on that do you know i i don't know sam um i've never done it like during hunting that's not what i what i bring it along for you know right. i mine is like if i'm if i'm going down to the creek or something there's a lot of coyotes that run that creek and you know i don't I don't necessarily want the coyotes coming up and eating chickens and shit. So if I, if I run down to the Creek to go set targets up or something, I, I'll take either a pistol or a rifle or something down with me. It's not like I'm out deer hunting, driving circles around a piece of timber with my deer rifle, you know, it's right. Well, here's a thought for you. I mean, you got, is it, it wouldn't be possible for us to rig something up. And I mean, it wouldn't be the most beautiful thing in the world, but we could make it um, decent that uh, something on the roof of your side-by-side, -side, when you get up there, you slap your AR in there and do little clamps or something that just slaps it right up to the ceiling. Have you yeah. seen the 
he drives that thing, it would fly out in a heartbeat. <laughs> You'd need titanium bolts to hold that in place. No, nah, you oh, could make it. You could make it. Johnson side by side with him. It's one of the most terrifying experiences you'll ever have. No. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I think we could rig something up pretty sweet, though. That'd be that'd be pretty slick, though, to sit that right up there. So when you hop in, just slap it up there, and yeah. you're good to go. That, that way, you're not. It's not like a. I mean, I think it'd be easier to access if it's up there than like yeah. by the side or maybe, something. Maybe up towards like the windshield or something. Because I'm just thinking, you know, like I've got up in the up in the roof in the center, but to, like above the center console is like the stereo and shit. Right. right. I don't you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, you got the uh you got the uh, rich farmer package. No, it's just an aftermarket like Oh, gotcha. Deal. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of a cool uh, Cliff says look at squad car mounts. There's an idea for you. Oh yeah. Okay. Didn't even didn't even think of that. I didn't. Idiot. That's a that's a really really good idea because they have you know even like the you know go between the seats so if i had like an ar pistol i could probably put it on the back of the center console between the seats upright yeah That's a really good idea cliff jay says what about on the dash chris says we need to blow some tannerite this weekend if it stays nice i don't think it's supposed to stay nice chris it's gonna be <laughs> fucking snowing on friday yeah so what what does Friday have to do with it? Uh, I think the weekend is going to be shittier. Saturday is supposed to be chilly. Sunday's supposed to be almost sixty, I think. Josh uh, posted some links. I don't gun cases and shit. Yeah, I looked. I'm looking at the one that he sent, and it's kind of like a looks like a deal that gets seat belted down and a couple of. Of like a, the rifle basically sits muzzled down kind of diagonally. The problem, the only problem with that, that style that I see, uh, Josh, is I don't, I don't have like a bench seat like that. I have like a full center console and two bucket seats. If I had like a bench seat like that, something like that would, would work great, but. He also says they make overhead two gun mounts for Jeeps and side by sides. That'd be something that'd be something else to look into as well. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, fuck it. If we're gonna do it, we might as well go big. Let's just freaking mount a god freaking AR or minigun right to the top of that sound bitch. That's hard and to use while you're it's not very quick access. Well, that we can uh, we can control. You can control it from your uh, put a joystick in there or something. <laughs> Hell yeah! Stick on it. Yeah. So, um, anybody else have anything to say about that topic? And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, you bastard. <laughs> Uh, Mike asks if anybody is working on a bug out bag. Mike, I've had a bug out bag for years. Actually, I keep one in my vehicle. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think it's kind of a, kind of a must to have in your vehicle. So do you I'm guys keep anything for a new bag? What box you keep anything in your vehicle as far as like bug out bag? Or anything I, like I that? Uh, started to build up a bag a while back, but I, it's not exactly useful. 
<laughs> at this point. It's pretty well junk. I have to kind of start over from scratch. I like my setup. It's pretty decent. I mean, as far basically my setup is just a um, oh shit setup. Say if I run up on a car accident or I'm uh, stranded out and my car breaks down, I'm stranded in the middle of nowhere. Just a couple days worth of food, um, shit like that, get me by. So, but yeah, I think they're I think they're important to have. Beans, I'm a. I think I think really any anybody. Um, it's just basic responsibility to have that type of shit in your car and be able to take care of yourself if you need to. So what do you mean, Mike, you're reevaluating them? You mean you're reevaluating their contents or their usefulness? Uh, to- I, think, I think he meant uh, their contents. Yeah, probably. Toad, I did, I got that picture on here. If you want to talk about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So tell us about it. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Show the picture. It's amazing. It, well, it's it's not I don't know, it's not that amazing, but yeah. Well, I like old classic side-by-sides, right? And I was always really interested in the old double-barrel rifles that they used to use in Africa. Uh, which I did see at Shot Show and they are expensive. Those things can run you upwards of like 250 grand and a bullet can cost you $40. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, way out of my league. Perfect. Just what I need. This is also out of my price range for a two shot pistol. It's, um, 1430 price wise, but it's, (laughs) it's just cool. It's a side by side 45 long Colt slash 410 with 10 inch rifle barrels. So it's basically a completely legal sawed off shotgun with pistol grip and everything. And I mean, it's got like, so the, it has pistol sights, but the rear sight actually flips down if you want to use it for a shotgun. And I watched a video on it the other day. This guy was evaluating it, uh, whether it would be viable for uh, bird hunting. So he had a turkey target up at 15 yards. And I was actually really impressed with the shot pattern on it because he put a good number of pellets in the turkey head from 15 yards with a 10-inch barreled pistol, basically. The only drawback is it is right around the $1,500 mark. But, Box, can you put a picture of it up? I did. Actually, a couple of times now. Yeah. (laughs) I will say it's a cool-looking deal. You know, it's, it's... like I like the pistol grip on it, how it's got the like that kind of. It's almost like a beaver tail. Yeah. Yep. It's really cool looking, but I, I don't know. It's it's like I don't know what the hell I would shoot with it. You know, it'd be fun. I'm not sure either, but I mean, I like those odd and unusual guns, you know, and I think that thing's freaking sweet. That yeah. is that is a gun that a uh, a well-off uh, gun lover adds to his collection to um, just because just just to stare at exactly like I yeah. I have shit just because so I can't fault anybody for wanting to buy that right. that yeah. sort of thing. I'm just I was just thinking of it as what am I gonna go out and be like ah time to get the old what gun out you know like what the fuck <laughs> what am I gonna do with a side by side four ten with two rifled barrel pistol 
You know, like, what am I going to do? I was trying to explain this to the wife. <laughs> I was reading, and the way that came about is Ithaca actually sold something similar to that before 1934. And they were marketed for people that during the Great Depression that were traveling from, you know, say Oklahoma to Texas or some somewhere, you know, trying to get away from the Dust Bowl. They were, they were marketed because there were highwaymen, there were bandits waiting to rob you on the roads back then. And that was marketed as something you could pull up quick and it would do the job fast. And so they, when the, end, uh, the National Firearms Act passed in 1934, they were banned. And this is kind of how they got around it with this thing. But it took them till, you know, almost 100 years later. And it, it was an Italian company that figured it out. So I just think they're neat. I want one. <laughs> and I'll never be able to afford one. But someday maybe they'll go down in price. Uh, probably not. <laughs> That's like a. Um, I imagine they'll go up in price. my hopes and dreams, Bosh. Good God. <laughs> Sorry, bud. You're such Bosh. a dick. <laughs> I've had um, several. Well, actually, uh, the reason I bring it up is I've had a, uh, a, a shotgun, a pistol, double barrel shotgun in my um, in my shop before, and I've read, I've refinished several of the same ones, but they're they're all ten gauges. So this Joker. Frickin' sawed this thing off. Oh, I remember that. He sawed this thing, this 10-gauge double barrel off, walked off the freaking uh, stock and made it into a pistol grip, and then he welded <laughs> Picatinny rails on either side of the on either side of the barrels, had me refinish it. And then he's like, Oh yeah, you can shoot it if you want. I'm like, no, I like my wrists and the co- configuration they're in, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do with this thing man good have god you 10 what have you ever shot a 10 gauge uh, not that i recall uh cash how had one it was a some italian made double barrel and i remember since he lived down the road he invited me down to shoot it one day and he had all these they were old refrigerator doors set out in the field on poles as targets. I don't know where the hell he got them, but he let me shoot it with birdshot and damned if it didn't knock me back a bit. And he's like, ah, I'm going to deer hunt with this this year. He whipped out some deer slugs for that 10 gauge and they were <laughs> like small artillery shells. And I have my 20 gauge and we're shooting this, these old metal, uh, fridge doors and mine's punching little holes in them and that 10 gauge looked like god walked up and put his fist through the door i mean absolutely he ended up getting one that year and if i remember did we just loot toes all right i think we just just lost all (laughs) righty then uh, that's too bad. I was just going to ask him to do the trivia. So as soon as Toad's back on, we'll do a trivia and give away uh, give away one of these stickers, years and beers stickers. Um, also, the other way you can get one is if you share the feed. So meanwhile, uh, you can read all the breaking news at the bottom of our screen. I wonder how many people actually read that shit because this week is actually pretty good stuff. <laughs> it is. I laughed out loud at a few of them. <laughs> so, so Josh. Uh... Josh Price says he's got a 10. I think he's talking about a 10 gauge. He said it's not fun, but great for coyotes and turkeys. I have heard it is It is a good uh, good coyote gun. Um, my uncle actually, 
made some brass case uh, 10 gauge shells for a guy, a buddy of his down in Texas that does like uh, cowboy action shooting and stuff. And he does a lot of reloading of 10 gauge stuff. And he made him a bunch of uh, 10 gauge brass. Rings. It was pretty cool. Oh, welcome back, Toad. Yeah, my computer likes to freeze about every freaking 10 minutes. That's convenient. Yeah, was, <laughs> just, just mid-sentence. <laughs> See ya. Uh, and speaking yeah, of which, myself, oh, I appeared to be frozen. <laughs> um, Toad, we were just saying we're just going to do the, uh, you got any uh, got any trivia for everybody to, to answer? All right. You guys, I want to say you can't cheat by Googling it, but how do we enforce that shit? Good luck. <laughs> we're going to give you one. We we're will give know. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're watching the answer within 15 seconds, we figure you probably knew the answer. But if it takes you a minute, then you Google it. <laughs> so we, I try to think of something that not many people would know because I'm a dick. But everybody knows of the Carthaginian general Hannibal that took the elephants over the Alps. What was his father's name? If you can answer that, we'll give you a sticker. Jesus. Who the hell is going to know that? <laughs> yeah, who, who in I, their right mind would know that off the top of their I'm, head? I'm sure right. somebody out there knows it, but definitely not any of the 19 viewers that we currently have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, betting, I'm betting Mike Tharp might know it. Well, Mike. Um, there's a lot of people that watch stuff that are a lot smarter than we are, which is surprising, but... Didn't we talk about that on the podcast, Toad? You mentioned something yeah. about it this last time. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's not coming out for another two days. Yeah, right, right. So while you guys are Googling that, because we know you're going <laughs> to fucking Google it, um, my product is the the Hornady AP Progressive Reloading Press. Um, I just I ordered it. I don't have my hands on it yet. Jay uh, Nelson says, what the fuck? I do. <laughs> All right, so maybe I'll do the trivia next time. So, like, you know, a fourth grade. <laughs> Somewhere you can get it. <laughs> um, but like I said, the first person who who answers gets it. Um, so yeah, this is the press here. It's a real. It's a progressive, a true progressive press. It's got five stations. Um, I've been in the reloading. I got into reloading back in 2012, 2013, right after the the bullshit um, the, that was going on back then, as far as ammo shortage and stuff. But I've always just done a single stage reloading press, and just a cheap Lee. You know, it always worked. But it takes forever. Like the other day, I loaded up some 223 rounds, and it took me like two hours because I ran an issue. And it's like you can crank out two, uh, you know, a hundred rounds in freaking ten minutes with a with a progressive press. So um, I'm pretty stoked about this thing, actually. <laughs> what are we laughing about, Josh? <laughs> I couldn't even remember it to try and Google it. Alexa, who took elephants over the Alps? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> what is Hannibal Father's name? And no, it's not Hannibal Lecter. Um, so anyways, I lost my train of thought. But 
Um, so the, the cool thing about a progressive press, a true progressive press, is every time you pull that you pull that handle down, you're pumping out around. Um, and whereas a single stage, obviously one one press down, you know, you do one stage and you got to replace the ammo and all this shit. So um, I'm I'm freaking stoked for this. I'm I'm pretty excited. And it's a lot easier. The thing is, it's a lot easier to stock up on components and shit than it is, you know, because you can buy a thousand uh, primers for thirty-five bucks. You know, eighty or uh, eighty bucks gets you a thousand uh, uh, two twenty-three uh, bullets. So, you know, um, I'm pretty excited about it. And plus, it's it's something that you can just sit there and after a long day, you know, it's just like if your brain has been. Like today, my brain's been all over the map. Just like sitting down with a cold beer in front of the reloading press and cranking, cranking them out. It's almost therapeutic. So, um, yeah. And there's a lot of shit you can add to it to get it to be almost completely automated. I mean, you got bullet feeders, you got case feeders. I haven't seen anything where you can just press a button yet and it and it you know it does all the work for you. <laughs> it's that, I mean that comes on the Dillons. Yeah, like seven grand. All right. <laughs> Right. And, and actually, you know, I almost considered jumping up. Well, what I started with, I was going to do a, like a lead load master, you know, those are a good, yeah. a, a decent press, you know, they'll get you by, yeah. but I jumped up spending a little bit more money. It was only like a hundred bucks more to get this Hornady. So, and the other option was, uh, was a Dylan, but I'm like, eh, in that price range for another couple, another hundred bucks, you could get a Dylan, but it wasn't a, it was a one that you manually had to spin to get this, you know, the, the, the shells to spin. Um, auto, it wasn't auto indexing. Yeah. And I'm like, there is no way in hell that I would remember my brain. I'm all over the map all the time, dude. There's no way in hell that I would remember to spin that every single friggin' time. So I just, I went with the Hornady and Hornady is a good quality. It's it's good quality, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm I'm pretty excited to get it though. So if you can't, really can't wait for it, Sam, I'll give you mine, and then you just give me yours when that one comes in. Hey, blow me! <laughs> I, I asked you to loan me yours, and you said no until I ordered a brand new one. You didn't say loan. I did too. And by the way, uh, we got a winner. I think Toad is that right? Chad Weiler. Yeah, Hamilcar Barca. Chad Weiler got it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, Chad. Um, you Google sons of bitches. <laughs> Next time we'll something easier. Chad, shoot me your Chad, shoot me your uh, your address on either Life Short Live Free or just uh, message me on Facebook. Either one, and I'll get I'll get one sent out to you this week. I, I love how Josh was like, "Okay, I got it," but I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I got it," but I googled it. Hey, at least he's honest. <laughs> maybe give him a sticker for honesty <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i don't have a whole lot else to talk about you guys don't seem really too too enthused with the whole reloading I, thing well so. we talked about reloading uh, last episode i believe didn't we yeah a little bit uh, and the only reason i'm looking at lee progressive presses is because it'll match my single stage but the Hornady does have a lot better reviews than, than the lead progressive. So I might end up going the Hornady route, but I really want a Dylan 1050 with the M7 mod. Yeah. How much does one of those some bitches run? A lot. To a full setup? Yeah. Like 
four grand. How much? Like four grand for the whole thing. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm not so sure we shoot enough to make that worthwhile. Well, and that's like I, I don't know. I was kind of talking with Hanson about this um, a few days ago, and it's like, you know, there's there's a lot that a pro, you know, a progressive is really nice for pumping out a bunch of bulk ammo, but I don't think it's the way to go if, as far as like loading like a precision ammo, you know, like a long range cartridge or, you know, like bolt guns, uh, like for a six Creedmoor, you know, that's like what he loads a lot with, um, and or loads four and his 300 wind mag. And, you know, that's, I've got, I've got to grab some, some bullets for my six Creedmoor cause I need to reload a bunch of that. And, I think Midway had them on sale earlier. I was looking, and I'm pretty sure I saw six that particular listed caliber as on sale. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess when it comes to, like, long-range precision stuff, I, I, we were, like I said, Hans and I were kind of talking about it, and I'd rather be very meticulous with each individual round. But, I mean, I can see for, like, 9mm and two twenty three, just bulk range ammo just wanting to hammer it out when you're not too concerned about standard deviation of your velocities, you know? Right. And I mean, if you were really meticulous and you had a really good progressive press, yeah, you could load match grade on it. But when you're doing, what's the point though? Cause when you're doing long range, you're not shooting freaking. You don't have to punch out 500 of them in an, in two hours so that you can go to the range. You know what I mean? Right. You're maybe shooting 40 rounds that day anyway. So, right. So yeah, I agree with you there in that sense, but the only thing I'm going to, I'm going to reload is uh 223 and nine mil Almost yeah. all will just be plinking shit. So I well I might I might do up some um ballistic tips and hollow points sometime, but yeah. th- that's essentially what I'm using for. Everything we shoot out at the range now on range days is going to be um just my reloaded shit. So pretty excited about it. Pretty You're excited. Really being a copycat, man. Prepare for squib rounds out the ass from Sam. <laughs> right. He's just gonna be in his house like guys, I have loaded so much ammo. <laughs> your powder flow's been empty for like fifteen rounds. Oh shit. We're gonna be on the branch and go like pop 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 Well maybe it'll end up like that high point carbine. Yeah. Thirty rounds <laughs> in the barrel or whatever it was. <laughs> I actually can't give anyone shit for that because that happened to me last no, two summers ago. Uh, my powder dropper had gotten um, some moisture in it. I left the cap off, and I had oh, the window God. open in the house, and it had been kind of humid out that day and or before that. And uh, so it kind of clogged up on me, and I loaded a, just a few rounds to go out. Uh, my buddy was here, and he'd never shot a forty-five, and which is a terrible experience. <laughs> so we went outside, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll fire a couple. And thank God it was me because I was like, pow, pow, pow. Fuck! The bullet <laughs> was stuck out the end of the barrel. <laughs> and if you've ever taken uh, 
a non-bushinged 45 apart, a 1911, there's a little tiny hole in the guide rod where you have to stick a pin. And I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a pain in the fucking ass. (laughs) It took me 20 minutes to get the stupid gun apart in about three seconds to tap the bullet out the end of the barrel. But yeah, just that's why I'm, I, I tend to check my powder load every, uh, like five rounds. I'll measure it, but I also bought a bunch of those, um, shell holder plates so I can stack them all in there and look down and make sure they all have the powder in them before I just go to town on shit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the way that 1911 disassembles. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they did it that way. It's 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 the range officers. They're shorter. They're uh, they don't have the bushing. They're all or they're not all bull barreled. Mine is bull barreled, but uh, yeah, that was the first time I've encountered that in a 1911. So I was kind of confused, but it, it's really easy once. You- Yep, there goes Toad again. See you later, partner. <laughs> I guess this is something we should get used to, everybody. Yeah. Um, we might as well move along, though. Uh, Box, you said you had another prod, uh, product. Yeah, uh, Primary Arms is coming out uh, with their updated, their next generation of uh, optics, like their uh, microdot and their prism scopes and shit. I don't know anything oh, yeah. about scopes so i won't talk about them but they uh i think it's going to be released later this month you can pre-order them right now the new micro dots which this is from their uh it's different from their last micro dot they designed it from like the ground up where it's 25 it's got a 25 millimeter window in it rather than uh, i think the last one had 20 so it looks completely different, but this one also, you can only get it in a rotary knob. It doesn't have the push buttons on it like the uh, advanced microdot, like the one I have on my AR. And this one's only at $170 too, which is the same price as the uh, push button one of the first generation. But I, th- and I think uh, later this year they said too you could get the ACSS reticle at like $190. And it's also Man. got a new emitter, and it's the brightest red dot they've ever made. Huh. Uh, do you guys like... I don't like the buttons so much. Why? I like the, rotor, I like the rotary knob. Why? I don't know. I guess what, uh, what the hell does it matter, but personal preference, I guess. Yeah, I would say that I like a rotary knob as far as, like, turning it on in brightness and stuff. Um... I like it more for dexterity's sake. If you have gloves on or something like that, it's a lot easier to do it. But also, when you have something like that, when it's a rotary knob, there's generally not a like an auto-off and shake-to-wake feature, whereas push-button stuff, there's generally, like, you can have an auto-off But not, not on these primary arms, though. Yeah. Is there not even on the push-button ones there's not an auto-off? No. No, they just last like fifty thousand hours. So you're just supposed to. Yep. You, they say you just replace the battery once a year and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. I forget to turn mine off every now and then. But oh, speaking of replacing batteries, so I put a new battery in my uh, Vortex Strike Fire. Yeah, not the battery. Mm. <laughs> Killed it. Yeah, so, uh, they got a good warranty, so you'll be all right. 
Oh yeah, I'm not worried about it. They're they're really good. Their customer service is pretty well second to none. So. Oh, another thing I didn't even have it written down. I think it was Primary Arms. They came out with another another optic. Uh, it was two X magnifiers, more along like the ACOG kind of style, I think. Oh, they're that's like a prism scope, ain't it? Yeah, I believe that was maybe, that was probably one of the ones like that. A, well, they have like a two and a half. It's like they're. I'm looking at their website right now. They got a two and a half by thirty-two prism scope. I believe there was a two. There was just a two. I think there was a two X, and that just that's all it was. A two X huh. red dot. I'm not sure, but that was oh, only yeah, they've like got two, they've got two, two and a half, and three with like different ACSS reticles, like five five six CQB M two reticle, a seven six two by thirty nine three hundred blackout reticle. So they've got a few different options as far as magnifications yep. and reticles. What did that 2X run? That's only like 350 or 4, I think, ain't it? Uh, looks like 2X, the 2X prism with ACSS, CQBM5, 556 reticle is 369. So but in 369 for the 2X. Something like that. Really, its only application is defense so i'm not yeah. sure i would at that, at that price point i'm not positive i would trust something like that i want if i want something for defense i want to be able to throw it around and beat the shit out of it but primary arms is known is good shit yeah, so I mean, i'm up the, in, i'm up well, in the air about it i'm not sure look at the look at the uh advanced micro dot that they have that thing was just a tank. That's what I run, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I've watched. Have you ever seen Brandon Herrera's videos of him like surfing on an AK? Uh -uh. He like <laughs> stands on his AK and like gets pulled behind a truck. And that advanced, <laughs> and like that advanced micro red dot is on it from Primary Arms, and he even like he did like a round two, same gun, same optic, did it all again, like. Spiking the thing in the dirt, just absolutely beating the tar out of these guns and these the scope, and dude, it's flawless. Works great. Never killed it. And he's like, I, I they didn't even sponsor any of this. This is just a site that I bought years ago. And he's like, but I'm putting a link to it in the description because this thing is awesome. Like, <laughs> just loved it, you know. And it's like, it's it's pretty impressive for something you know that can be so cheap or not so cheap but so inexpensive to really be that rugged right you know? and, that's, and that's why i'm up in the air about it i mean it's primary arms it could be the most rugged thing ever but on the other hand they could have finally made something that isn't so tough uh i i don't see them lowering their quality standards neither do i i run but, primary arms on both of my on uh both of my ARs and that, but not the advanced ones these are just like the the old ones you know before you get the 50,000 hours on them yeah just a rotary knob so if you get, forget to turn them off they're done for you need a new battery yeah and they're I, good I really I've never like had their, any those. yeah i really like their they've got a lot of new uh low power variable optics that are um first focal plane with some really good reticles. So like a, a what do you mean? One, one to six and one to eight first focal plane scope. That'd be 
Sam, are you asking what first, first focal plane is? Yeah. Okay, so the second focal plane, like on your magnification, when you zoom the, when you go up in magnification on the scope, the reticle stays the same. So that's going to be just like a standard crosshair type reticle or like a chevron or something. Um, a first, first focal plane is going to be more like a, um, oh, let me see if I can, I'll get you a, I'll show you one. But anyway, the reticle gets larger as you zoom in. So as you're increasing magnification, you're also increasing the size of the reticle. Oh, I got you. I got you. Right, right. Did you guys know that Stevie Wonder was arrested after a very, very short high-speed chase with police? (laughs) (laughs) Very, very short. (laughs) God, I'm watching those box and I just laugh my ass off. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like this man arrested with 75 pounds of cocaine. <laughs> Has anybody, have, have, have you guys, any any viewers noticed that we have uh, breaking news scrolling? I mentioned it a little bit ago. Maybe you might have gotten kicked off at that point, but nobody's ever mentioned it. So I don't know. Shortly. I'm kind of disappointed. We put a lot of thought into that stuff. <laughs> Holy crap, Tony's watching. Um, uh, Toad, you want to do one more um one more trivia, maybe a little bit easier this time, so they don't have to, you know, search the dark web for it. What was Mark Twain's real name? Mark Twain's middle name. We're no, Mark- what was his real name? Oh, his real name. Yes. We're looking at Robert. I had to close up. Oh, God. Toad get kicked off again. No, he's still no. Yeah, no, no. He's there. He's still there. (laughs) Yeah. What was what was Mark Twain's real name? Uh, It's like uh, apparently. Good man. You didn't even have to Google that. That was fast. Here, Sam. Here's your uh, explanation. This is your first focal plane versus uh, second focal plane here. So your first focal plane, when you're on a low power magnification, that's what your crosshair looks like. And as you zoom it in, it obviously, the the reticle. Right. Right. So a second focal plane, it would just stay this same crosshair all the time, no matter what magnification you were on. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Cole. Cole Van Sheppen. He he posted earlier and said he's they he makes some parts for the Hornady reloading presses at, at the machine shop in Rock Valley. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, you win one of the uh, the gears and beers stickers. So if you want to just uh, message, message your address here to the page, the Life Short Live Free page, I will uh, I'll get you one sent out. Fun fact, Cole. His middle name was Longhorn. That's a weird ass middle name. Longhorn. That is, a, that is a weird middle name. <laughs> it's like he has two last names. He got that pretty fast, though, so I don't think he Googled it. I oh. think he knew it. I don't give a shit if he did Google it. I'm still going <laughs> to right. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> I like it when people know it. I don't want them to Google it. I want them to know it. I hear you. I hear you. Well, so now he will know it. Today. So did any of you guys get pranked? On uh, April Fool's Day? Yeah, by nope. the CDC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. 
Nobody got pranked? Nobody? Nope. I did. Uh, uh yeah. James. I met with I met up with James this morning, as I, I do a lot of times. We're switching swapping guns and stuff. No, it's not what you call it now. <laughs> yeah. You swap up and swapping guns. I don't think he's still watching. He's he checked in for a minute. But um so after we left, I was headed home from the Mars. And he texts me, says, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm sending, a, I forgot to mention it, but I'm sending a few guns to another Cerakoter. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> what a dick. I hate this guy. Sam I'm thinking, started <laughs> crying a little bit. I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell? Like, why, why would he maybe? I, I mean, I'm pretty slow. Why would I'm, he do that to me? I'm so backed up. So I'm thinking, well, maybe he's just going to send them off for single colors or something. So I'm like, so I just text him back. and cheating on me i see how it is and then he's like oh april fools i was like son of a bitch you got me i just got that vision of sam crying in my head james why would you do that <laughs> it's not an episode of oh, house, Fox. Calm down. <laughs> i did i did call my boss this morning and was like hey um so we're, are we getting hazard pay since we got listed as essential service? And it was like, no, you, you would think that would be like the thing, but we're not. And I was like, well, then I'm probably going to quit and file unemployment. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. That, that was my only deal for today. He was probably confused because I don't think you can quit and then file unemployment. Yeah, no, you well, don't. Yeah, joke didn't work without it. He definitely cannot. <laughs> he was probably thinking more that he was about to lose his Route Six territory manager, yeah. so he was like, "Fuck!" Probably didn't think it through real much. Uh, so I post. Been, sorry, go ahead. I said he's been stressed to the max of this whole thing, man. It, it's it's bad. Like for our business, like it it has not been good. Slowing way so, down. No, no, but I've been relegated to uh, not interacting. Like, so last month I went from 170 customers a month to uh, close to 300 this month. And uh, I can't go into any of their houses. I have to do the outsides of every one of those houses. So it just, uh, we got people calling in and, you know, it, it just, it's not good. We're, we furloughed some workers and yeah. This shit needs to get over with soon. It needs to hit like 80 degrees and kill this goddamn virus quick. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. So I posted on a, I'm still on April Fool's kick, but I posted on my wall today on the Shy Works. And I said, <laughs> I says, uh, so we've made some difficult decisions and we've decided we're, we're, we're only going to be coding single shot shotguns and, and handguns from now on. Um, you know, enough's enough. Somebody's got to take a stand. <laughs> and most people, most people got that it was a joke, but a few people were a little bit slow to the party. The ones like, uh, is this a joke? And the other, they just didn't quite. I'm like, yes. If you know Shyworks at all, you know I'm all for fucking M16s and grenade launchers in everybody's backseat, but whatever. I didn't even realize what day it was when I read that. I was just wondering, uh, okay, Sam decided to have a little fun today. 
What did you say, Johnson? I said he was just wondering how, why you went brain dead. Right? Yeah, I've coded like maybe three, two or three single shot shotguns this entire time we've been open. So if I want to like drive my business into the ground, that'd be a great way to do it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got one for the audience. So uh, I know some of you probably do a little bit of morel mushroom hunting. And uh, the first one of you that sends me a picture of a morel and the location, I'll send you a custom-made knife. No, no, no. People ain't giving you their morel mushroom locations. (laughs) I see how it is. You ready to go, Johnson? What a dick. (laughs) How do you even like it? What if somebody was new to this and you just like, oh, yeah, I just sent this guy a pin, I, you know, I dropped him a pin where all these were. I don't know. They're, they're, they're about three quarters of the way through Missouri right now. So that usually means they're about uh, two to three weeks out from where we're at. But if the weather stays, you know, fairly warm and the ground temperature hits the 50s for five days straight, then I will be out in the woods looking for mushrooms. That'll be at least another month, Toad. No, not necessarily, because the earliest I've ever found him was the uh, middle of the third week of April. Well, I'm just saying that you want the ground temp to get up to 50. It's supposed to snow Friday, guy. Yeah, but it's at 43 right now, so. Yeah. And next week. I don't know. We I hope a- you're right. I hope it is soon. Next week, there's a couple of uh, days in the 70s. Or there's one day in the 70s, and there's the rest of the 60s and 50s, so. Just an Don't FYI, guys, we're going to lose Toad again here soon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Probably. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah we can still hear you. Yeah, I froze again. <laughs> this thing's brand new. I don't know why the fuck it does this. It doesn't like you. Probably. Either that or it doesn't like you. Oh, there we go. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be <All> back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, do we have anything else uh, intriguing to talk about tonight? I mean, I got a new holster, but I don't know if we want to talk about it tonight. Uh, Henry holsters? Yeah. You, you I, got away from the filster? No, I never had. My, I've always I've been carrying one of my holsters for the last couple of years. I just had a back a filster backing on it. Uh, yeah, I had one of those box holsters one time. It was phenomenal. Too bad that guy doesn't make them anymore. Yeah, this one's cheaper and better, so... <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> shit so on your my God! <laughs> Man, dude knows what, what he's doing. But if you want to shit on yourself, that's fine. <laughs> this dude literally made the molds that I was using, so <laughs> he's kind of got to step up on me. <laughs> yeah, we we met him at Shot Show. Actually, nice guy. Yeah, well, we can probably leave that for next time. Um, we're already at a, an hour. I met Aaron Butler at Shot Show, and he's kind of a dick. Uh, I think everybody in the, in the on the uh, in the country knows he's a dick nowadays. <laughs> I, met, I met Donut Operator though, and he was pretty cool. Yeah, Donut seems like a pretty cool dude. I called him Mister Donut, and he just kind of looked at me. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Donut. Donut, and he's like, hey, uh, hey what's what's going on? <laughs> he probably thought you were a tartar or something. <laughs> well, that's like when we went up to, uh, were you there, Box, when me and John went up to the mouth spot and his wife? Yeah. 
Where were we? Treasure Island? I'm not sure. <laughs> we just kind of stood behind him until he turned around and went, hey, uh, man's pod. <laughs> like neither John or I really knew what to say. <laughs> <laughs> we just knew we couldn't leave the Treasure Island without talking to him. So, uh, was- John- Johnson, real, real quick, give me a number one through five. Four. Four. One, two, three, four. Mike Worth. Mike Worth, you win a Gears and Beers sticker. Jackpot. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wait, we're only giving one sticker away? No, we've gave uh, we've gave several away now. We did two trivias and uh, one on the people that shared. Oh, okay. Got it. I would give more away, but let's be honest here. I'm kind of lazy, and that involves like, <laughs> you know, like mailing them out and shit. And I generally forget to do that for a while. Uh, Jay Nelson, it took him like two weeks to get his koozie that he wanted. Don't you mail stuff like all the time? Yeah, I do. So it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of work to write down an address on an envelope. <laughs> and no, include I generally that. just, I generally just keep forgetting that's my brain. Uh, my brain's fried, man. Uh, is that what they're calling it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, unless anybody has anything else, I think we might as well call it a night. Oh, I'm, yeah. Nothing else, yeah. huh? Okay. Well, awesome. Thanks for uh, watching or listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching or listening to our to us on a podcast provider, we record this live on Facebook every other Wednesday night. Have a good time, chat with all the listeners and stuff like that. Sometimes, like you heard, we give shit away. Um, and uh, Facebook.com forward slash life short live free. Yeah, if you caught that, uh, we have a nice fun YouTube video where we YouTube video, YouTube channel where we should be posting a new video up here in the next couple of days. That should be a good one. I'll I think I'll show that to you guys here later. I think not the viewers, but you yeah. know our little group. It's private. You understand? You guys, I make a pretty big jackass of myself, so you're gonna love it. <laughs> Don't worry, Sam. I made you actually look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about that? Yeah. Did I look cool in the video or not? It what? Did I look cool in the video? Or not? <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, Toad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, like I said, thanks for watching, guys. Um, be sure to subscribe, whatever you're listening to us on. And uh, Sam, I believe it's your time to shine. Yeah, if you liked what you heard tonight, uh, go and check out our podcast on major podcast providers. We upload this to to those um, as well as our normal podcast. So make sure you make sure you check that out and uh, join us every other Wednesday at eight thirty. And we'll we'll do we do lives here every other week. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. And until we talk to you next time, remember life short, live free. God bless. God bless America. They were clear. I had to quit vodka during these things. Holy shit, biscuits. <laughs> It'd wow. help if I didn't pour five shots of vodka in every fucking glass.